Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. I remember the first book that I read on on covert narcissism. I was on an airplane and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I, I was literally gasping out loud. It was almost embarrassing, but... I was just so relieved that it wasn't me. And so you you so desperately just want to say to the other person, you are a narcissist. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zung, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Let's talk about seven things that trigger narcissistic rage on how to fight back. What triggers a narcissist? There's some very, very common triggers. And one of the things is anytime they get caught doing something, you know, you're in the workplace, you are at home, you're in a situation where You've caught them doing something. They don't like being exposed. That's one of the things that they hate the most. And you know what's going to happen is they're going to want to turn the tables on you. Well, you did this and you did that. And what my experience is, is if you catch them doing something that, you know, where they're doing something wrong, they're doing something dishonest, they didn't do something correctly. They were irresponsible. They made a mistake, whatever it was. They will come raging back and they'll bring up something from 25 years ago, <laughs> you know, whatever, or they'll, they'll push it off on somebody else. It was somebody else's fault. It came to them, you know, already in disarray. It was already broken. It was already disorganized. That's how, why it it was a problem or whatever it was, but that will set them off. That will make them go crazy. That will cause them to become extremely defensive, extremely angry, cause that narcissistic rage to come flying out. One of the things that I think it's important for you to understand is what causes this narcissistic rage. And that is that during their childhood, they had this exposure to constant trauma. And when any of us are in trauma, our brains are bathed in chemicals because we're in this fight or flight situation. And when the chemicals are in our brain, this epinephrine, this cortisol, that sort of thing, our limb, the limbic system part of our brain then gets prepared. You know, we're ready to fight. We're ready, ready to be stronger. We're ready to to run faster. You know, so we start to sweat. Our our hearts beat faster. All these things start to happen physiologically in our bodies, but. 
in the brain part, you know, the part of our brains also have a chemical reaction to that. And when that happens over and over and over again, it actually can be damaging to the brain, especially if you are a child. So it actually causes stunted growth in that part of the brain. So when a person then constantly becomes presented with certain stimuli down the road as an adult, they where they feel threatened in some way, where they feel triggered in some way, then it causes that part of the brain to become activated, to become engaged. And it is that emotional center of the brain, that limbic center of the brain, which causes that narcissistic injury to become activated again. And that's why that narcissistic injury comes flying out. And that's why you feel it. And it can be in a number of different ways. And it can also be in a number of of different ranges as well. It's not the same for every narcissist. You know, some narcissists are much more malignant than others, by the way. You know, some narcissists, you know, can be prone to violence or stalking or doing things that are much, much more horrible to other people than other narcissists. You know, I can say that what triggers one narcissist is not going to trigger other narcissists. But while I say getting caught doing something dishonest or mean, you know, this is in general, but the kinds of things that I'm going to be talking about here are sort of in general, for most narcissists. So I do want to give that qualification. You know, exposing a narcissist on any level is something that does cause them to feel triggered. And certainly that is why when you're building a negotiation plan around the, you know, how to negotiate with them, you have to take this into consideration because how they look is always going to be something that they're going to want to protect and defend. You have to take a look at that because when you're negotiating with a narcissist, you can't interact with them. You can't interface with them. You can't communicate with them as you would a non-narcissistic person because a non-narcissistic person is looking to get to a resolution, whereas a narcissistic person is not. A a narcissistic person enjoys the process of making you squirm, enjoys the process of manipulating you. And that's why it is important that you understand what triggers a narcissist, especially in a negotiation setting, especially when you are dealing with them in a situation where you have to deal with them, which is why you're watching this video, I'm assuming, in the first place, right? So number one is getting caught doing something dishonest or mean. Number two is being held accountable for their actions. You know, so if you are trying to hold a narcissist accountable in any way, or you're trying to hold them responsible for their actions in some way, shape, or form. Once again, they're going to try to squirm out of it. You know, they're like, they're like slippery. 
They're like slippery like an eel. You know, you can't get them to be held accountable. They're, they'll start lying and denying projection and deflection. They will not allow you to hold them accountable for their actions because they don't want to be held accountable for their actions. Number three is when someone else is being made to feel special or getting attention in their presence. And it's not them. That's why they don't like holidays. That's why they don't like special occasions because they don't enjoy when it's an occasion and they're not the center of attention. That is something that they disdain very much. So that triggers a narcissist as well. So another thing that triggers a narcissist is gift giving. They very much disdain having to give gifts. They are selfish by nature. They want to have to give as little as absolutely possible. It's It just completely goes against the grain of everything that they want to have to do. They want everything coming their direction. They don't want to have to give anything somebody else's direction. You know, there's just so many reasons why gift giving is completely counter to everything that they want, right? So that's uh, the next one. The next one is being slighted in any way. And being slighted can, for them, is it, it can mean the smallest of things. And it can mean where they feel like a server at a restaurant didn't come fast enough. I've been in situations where I've been with other people at a restaurant and they felt like the server gave somebody else water before them. And they felt slighted about that, even though everybody is sitting at the same table and they feel slighted. It can be that they don't feel like somebody texted them back quickly enough, even if you're sitting in a meeting and you know that they know that. They can feel slighted even if it's all of their own doing, their own making, their own brains, you know, it has nothing to do with them, but they decide that they're slighted. Feeling slighted when it comes to a narcissist doesn't even mean that they actually were slighted. They just decide that they were slighted in some way. So when I say what triggers a narcissist and I say feeling slighted, this is actually one of those things that it could be a complete fiction and they decide that they've been slighted in some way. The next one is a sense of not being in control. And again, this can be a perceived sense of not being in control where they think that someone is no longer for them or they think that people are doing things that they they shouldn't or situations are out of control in a way that they shouldn't be you know things like that those are the types of things you know depending on how paranoid the narcissist can be you know actually not being in control can also trigger the narcissist as well 
And then the last one is not getting their own way. This can cause them to have a tantrum, have a meltdown. Narcissists can be definitely prone to having tantrums which can look like a number of different things, you know, anything from bullying people to showing up, you know, in places, blowing up your text messages, filing unnecessary motions, talking to flying monkeys, you know, getting people to be on their side. You know, there's all sorts of things that narcissists will do if they feel like they need to have a tantrum because they're not getting their way. You know, it, it could even be violence. It can be threats of violence. It can be stalking. It can be making up lies about people. It, it really just depends on the level of narcissists that we're dealing with, how angry they are, what their rage is. So those are the types of things that you'll see when you see what triggers a narcissist, the types of things that you will see. Seven comments that easily trigger a narcissist's anger. Number one, number one is the world doesn't revolve around you. This is something that you're going to want to say to the narcissist because you're going to want to say the world doesn't revolve around you because they want, they feel like that and they want you to act like that all the time. And so, it's something that normal people want to be able to say to people who are so egotistical and act that way. But that is literally the one thing that they want. They love adulation. They love admiration. They love that, what I call diamond level supply. And so they want the world to revolve around them. And if you say the world doesn't revolve around you, that's going to trigger them. It's going to trigger that narcissistic injury, which is going to trigger that narcissistic rage. So remember that a narcissist's brain is that limbic system part of their brain is what is going to be driving them. They, they, were injured but through trauma as a child. And so that part of the brain didn't fully develop and like arrested development because, you know, they were in fight or flight mode so many times as a child that the chemicals in their brain were emitted over and over again, when we're in fight or flight mode, chemicals in our brain are released, epinephrine, cortisol, things like that. And when those chemicals get released in the brain enough on a constant or continuous basis, it can actually cause damage. And especially as children, what happens with narcissists is that it caused damage and it, it actually, the, the development of their brain actually was arrested. And so what happens is when they are presented with stimuli as adults that cause them to feel again where they are in danger in some way, you know, or ha have to be in survival mode again, then 
that narcissistic injury gets triggered and that narcissistic rage comes flying out. And so you say something that immediately makes them feel like they're, they have to be triggered. Then that's when that narcissistic injury is triggered and that narcissistic rage comes flying out. So the world doesn't revolve around you. You say something like that. Oh, well, you know, here it comes. So that's number one. Number two is you're wrong. Especially if you say something like that in front of other people where they are feeling disrespected, where they're feeling slighted, where they're feeling exposed in front of people that they don't want to be dressed down in front of, that could really be a big time problem. And and any version of this too, by the way, you know, like the bill is wrong at the restaurant and now they're being embarrassed in front of their friends. Now they have to prove something, you know, so it doesn't have to be you're wrong, those words directly, but some version of this, any kind of version of this can be a major problem. All right. Number three, it's all your fault. Once again, it doesn't have to be these exact words, but some version of this can also be a problem. You know, a coworker, a, an employee, an employer, a spouse to another spouse, anything like this, it can be a massive, huge problem. Number four, other people are more important than you are. And, and again, you know, any version of this, it doesn't have to be these exact words, but the sentiment of this, the feeling of this, the words that mean the same thing as this, you know, other people are more important than you. It's not you that I'm thinking of as much or something like that. Anything where the sentiment is that, that is going to make a narcissist feel slighted, make a narcissist upset, and cause that narcissist to feel triggered, that narcissist to feel angry, feel slighted in some way. Their ego is now bruised and can trigger them to become angry and even abusive and do things to you, do things to others. And depending on the type of narcissist they are, the backlash can be anything from covert, you know, I'll go to my flying monkeys and smear you, to malignant, I will stalk you and, you know, do violent things to you, you know? So it really just kind of depends on the type of narcissist that you're dealing with. But, you know, the backlash can be uh, a range of different types of things. So you have to be careful about the types of anger that you might have, you know, be triggered when you do these sorts of things. All right. But you can slay this. You can slay this. And what I teach in my slay program is how to handle these things through strategy, leverage, anticipating what the narcissist is going to do and being two steps ahead of them and focusing on you, your case and your position and anticipating is knowing the type of narcissist that you're dealing with and then dealing with it in a strategy and, and building leverage in a smart way. So that's why I say 
you can slay this, but you got to be really, really smart about it. All right. So that's, that's the next one. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive your store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase. Go to Shopify dot com slash best life to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash best life. The next one, number five, is if you say something like everybody can see you for who you are or any kind of threat or everyone's going to see you for who you are or you're going down, something like that, any kind of a threat like that where you're saying that you're going to expose them in some way. Because remember, exposure, exposure for who they really are or especially to people that they respect or people that they don't want to be exposed to, that's absolutely one of the worst things that you could possibly do for to a narcissist. And by the way, that may be something that you are going to potentially do, but it's got to be a, it, within the context of strategy, within the context of your leverage, and within the context of how it's going to be all presented. So you may end up doing something like this, but it's it's going to be a smart way of how it's going to be presented. And so you know, you're not going to threaten them and just willy-nilly and just throw these things out there. You're not just it's not going to be some angry comment that you're going to throw. It's got to be in the context of a negotiation and got to be in the context of something that's smart. All right, so that's number 5. Number 6, you're not going to say something like you have issues, you have control issues, and you're certainly not going to call them names. You're not going to say, you know, you're a narcissist or there's something wrong with you. Anything like that is definitely going to trigger them, is definitely going to cause them to be angry. It's certainly not going to get you anywhere that you want to go. And so again, you know, you want to be smart about this. You need to be strategic. You need to be calm. You need to keep control of your own emotions. The more that you can do that, the more that you can remain calm, the more control you have over your own emotions, the better you will be. And the more that you will actually have the upper hand in 
everything. I promise you. And because you will be giving them less and less and less supply. And the less supply that you can give them, the better off that you will be. And then the last thing that you can do to trigger them, but is actually the best one that you can do, and, and I do recommend that you do at some point, but only when you're fully ready is no, or I don't want you anymore. But you only are going to say these things when you're absolutely ready. And that's when you're going to go into your sleigh and into your full on plan, because that's when you're going to be fully moving into your strategy, your leverage, your anticipating, and you're focusing on you. Right now, I'm about to give you four things you should never say to a narcissist. So make sure you watch till the end because the best one is at the end. And I've seen it all. I've seen punched walls, all sorts of things. Let's go. Let's do it. The first one is, of course, of course, you should never, ever, ever say you're a narcissist to a narcissist. I know you're so tempted. You are so tempted to do this because, you know, you're learning about it, you're studying it, you've been reading about it, you're dealing with it now. You're going, oh my God, this is what this person is. You finally have figured it out. I mean, you've been dealing with this, you've been at the effect of this person maybe for years and and you know whether it's a business situation or a personal situation a family situation even if the person is your neighbor you know once you start to figure it out and the and the light starts to shed on you it is so amazing because you start to go oh my gosh this is not me this is not me. This is that person. And believe me, I've been there. I've been there not just as an attorney. I've, yes, I've been there as an attorney and I've represented people against narcissists and I've represented narcissists, not knowingly, you know, at the beginning, but, you know, they end up showing themselves to me. It's not like I flashed a neon sign. Hey, I represent narcissists. Come on in here. No, it didn't happen like that. But, you know, they happen to end up coming through. But, you know, I, I've been around the block enough times to know what a narcissist looks like. And I can tell you that when cloud starts to clear and you start to realize, oh my gosh, this is what I've been dealing with, you, you know, and then I start, I've dealt with them in my personal life too, you know, where I've actually been targeted and, you know, where I, I couldn't sleep at night and my thoughts have been racing and I literally was panicking and powerless and feeling paranoid. When you start to realize what it is that you've been dealing with, you just want to go, oh my God, that's what you are. It's not me. It's you. And you actually feel so relieved in a lot of ways. I mean, I remember the first book that I read on, on covert narcissism. I was on an airplane and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I, I was literally gasping out loud. It was almost embarrassing, but I, I was just so relieved that it wasn't me. And so you, you so desperately just want to say to the other person, you are a narcissist. That's what you are. It's you. But let me tell you, do not, as badly as you want to say that to the other person, do not 
please stop yourself. Stop yourself. Do not say it. Because the minute you do that, that other person is going to be like, it's you, you're the one, you're the narcissist, you're the manipulator, you are the bad person. They 100% are going to see it as you. They are never going to go, you know what? Now that you mention it, I think you're right. I think I might be. You know, they're never, ever going to see themselves as that, ever. Not once will they ever even remotely think of themselves as that person. So you're not, it's not getting you anywhere other than worse, worse off. So don't bother. You should never, ever, ever call a narcissist a narcissist. That's number one. And especially if you're trying to negotiate with this person, you know, I mean, if you actually want to get somewhere out of this person, you should actually be adulating them more, you know, ethically manipulate the manipulator until you actually want to get somewhere because you're going to spring leverage on them when you want to. You got to be strategic about this thing. You remember my slay methodology, strategy, leverage, anticipate, focus on you. There's a strategy around this thing, okay? You're going to slay. You are going to slay this. All right, number two, don't say you make me feel. You make me feel. You know why? Because you're giving them the power to make you feel a certain way. You know what? I've been saying this to my kids for years. Don't ever tell somebody you make me feel. Don't ever give anybody the power to make you feel somewhere. You know, Eleanor Roosevelt had a saying about that. You know, nobody can make you feel any way without your permission. She had a saying that was something to that effect. I think I'm loosely quoting her, but it was to that effect. Don't ever say you make me feel. When you say you make me feel, you are in victim mode. Be in creation mode. And I remember that that was one of the biggest mind shifts for me when I was deciding to come out of a business partnership with a narcissist. I realized that every time I was thinking about the narcissist, I was not in creation mode. I was in victim mode. And I was not allowing myself the space to be the best version of myself. And so every time I thought about that narcissist, I was like, I'm not thinking about this person anymore. I am going to go finish my book. I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to go do that thing. I am not thinking about this person anymore. Just that is not being the best version of myself. Don't say you make me feel. Number three, don't say this to the narcissist. Don't say I need or anything to them where they perceive that you're asking anything from them, where they feel like you're being needy. Narcissists have to feel like everything is optional for them. They don't want you to need them. They don't want you to feel like you are needing them. That's why they hate it when you're sick. That's why they hate having to give gifts to you. That's why they hate anything around you taking anything from them because they want you, the flow has to be toward them, not toward you. 
So if you say, I need, then immediately they are on edge. They don't want to have to do anything for you where they perceive need. So if you start sentences where they feel like you're uh, needing them like that, then they are on alert. That's number three. And the last one, the most important one here, this is the most important one. This is especially so true when you are negotiating with a narcissist. Don't push, don't push, don't push, don't push. Don't say you're about to go down or any kind of threat like that. Don't threaten them directly because if you threaten them directly, you are already going to be public enemy number one because they already see anybody who is not for them is directly against them. They see people in black and white. And and if you are against them, then you are public enemy number one. And they've got to take you down before you can take them down. And they've got to come after you with all guns. And they've got to make sure that, you know, scorched earth happens. And it's it's gotta be messy and it's gotta be bad. They just don't have the emotional regulation to make it any other way. They're not capable of emotionally regulating themselves. So if you say you're about to go down or you threaten them in any kind of way like that, their narcissistic injury is going to get triggered and that narcissistic rage is going to come flying out and it's just not going to be pretty even if you don't mean it, okay? So don't threaten them like that. You've got to be smarter than that. That's just going to be the worst thing that you could possibly do. You've got to be smarter than that. Let's talk about the number one thing that you should never do with narcissists. I mean, there's so many things that you should never do with narcissists, but in particular, the main thing that you should know is that they're not regular reasonable people. They don't think like regular reasonable people and they're not gonna act like regular reasonable people. And one of the things that I've come to understand is that their brains are really actually different than regular reasonable people's brains are. And in the formation of narcissists, when they were children, what happened was they were exposed to some kind of trauma or, you know, that fight or flight thing was going on with them and they were in survival mode at all times. You know what happens when you're in survival mode and you're constantly like, you know, when you're afraid and, and those hormones are raging and you're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And your brain is in that mode of survival. Survival, right? So what happens is that lizard brain, that limbic brain gets coded in these certain types of chemicals. What happened when they were children is those chemicals just kept coming, right? And they were in survival mode. It really, it actually 
caused their brains to be soaked in these chemicals on a regular basis. It caused literally this almost sort of like brain damage in a way, but their limbic lizard brain was permanently in this state of survival all the time. And so what happens now is they grow up, they become adults, and even though the rest of their brains allows them to function normally in a certain way and interact in a certain way, when they get presented with situations that cause them to feel that they're now having to go back into survival mode, that they feel that they're now being triggered again, and they have to go back into that limbic brain mode, they're now being triggered. Now it's emotionally, they're back there and... It's emotionally rage and, you know, you see that narcissistic rage come flying out and that's when you start to see they go right back into where they were at that age and you see them go crazy and that's what happens to them. And so certain stimuli can cause it if they feel like they're being exposed, if they feel like they're being embarrassed, it's hard to know what might happen. But if they feel in some way that they're being slighted, any little thing that can cause it can cause that narcissistic injury to be triggered. It can cause that narcissistic rage to come flying out and they're back there and that limbic brain and that lizard brain and there it comes, that, that narcissistic rage comes flying out. And so you cannot expect a narcissist to act like a regular, reasonable person in a situation. You cannot expect them to act like you would in a situation. And so that's the number one thing that you cannot expect. You cannot expect them to act like you're going to act in a situation. And so it's the hardest thing to process. Because you constantly want to overlay reason to the situation. Why are they being like this? Why are they doing this? It's so hard to process that they're going to behave in a certain way. I'll never forget one time when I was practicing law and this client called me up from, she was just leaving the school bus line and she had been dropping her kids off and the dad was there, the co-parent, and they happened to meet up at Carline and there was a situation. She was like, can you believe he did this? And can you believe he did that? You know, of course she had been telling me that he had been like that for years and years and years. And I remember saying to her, yes, I can believe that he did those things. What I can't believe is that you can't believe it because 
Isn't that how he is? You know, in other words, I wanted her to have a shift in mindset, like always just expect him to act like that because isn't that how he acts? Isn't that how he is? Right. And if you can start to have a a mindset shift of expect them to act like that and actually just be surprised if they act like a regular reasonable person, be pleasantly surprised if they do, then it will help you with dealing with it, right? It will actually help you. And and beyond helping you, it will actually start to help protect you because you're not going to be exposing yourself constantly to these surprises and you'll actually start to be able to understand the personality type more. You'll start to be able to protect yourself more. You will start to be able to understand where and when you can document this more. I actually have a whole video on YouTube on five rules for surviving relationships with narcissists. I highly recommend that you check that out because you definitely want to be able to survive relationships with narcissists. That will definitely help you as well. But the number one thing that you can really, really do for yourself is understand that they're not regular reasonable people. And so they're not going to act like that. They're not going to be that. And and so stop being victim to it. The faster that you can stop yourself from they did this to me and they acted like that to me and I am in this situation because of them and they made me feel and blah, blah, blah. Because every time you say he made me feel, she made me feel, you are putting yourself in the situation of being a victim. And the more you can start to see that, the faster you can turn it around and make yourself into a victor, the faster you can decide that you are a victor. And you know what the the root of the word decide is? It's actually side, which is to kill, to cut off. And, And once you decide, you're actually cutting off any other possibilities. And you actually get to choose what your future is going to be. You actually can choose where it is that you're going. You actually can choose what your future is going to look like. And there's such a redemptive power in that. You actually get to choose what your future is going to be and shift your mindset in that way and, and stop thinking that they're going to change and stop thinking that anything is going to be different with them because it's not. They're not able to be rehabilitated. They're not going to change. And so stop thinking that they're going to be regular, reasonable people because they're not. Forget about getting them to acknowledge you. Forget about getting them to see your side. Forget about getting them to see what kinds of things you did for them because they're not going to. I mean, you don't you're not going to get closure out of them. Unfortunately, it's so unsatisfying. I know. Believe me, I know. But forget about whatever the past is. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for whatever happened in the past and give yourself your own closure 
and just move forward from here and understand who it is that you're dealing with and make an agreement with yourself that you understand the personality type that you're dealing with and and take care of yourself. You know, you understand what it is that you're dealing with. You cannot take it personally because hurt people hurt people. You know, narcissists were hurt people long ago and they cannot be changed at this point. So understand the personality type that you're dealing with. Understand that that's what happened to them. Understand that there is a certain type of strategy that you're going to have to employ in order to negotiate with them in, in a powerful way. Understand that there is a certain type of leverage that you're going to have to create in order to deal with them in a powerful way. That's part of my whole slay methodology, strategy, leverage, anticipate, and focus on you. And that's a whole other conversation. But you can do this because you can. You absolutely can. But you know, the number one thing that you should never do with narcissists is think that you can interact with them like a regular reasonable person and think that they're going to be a regular reasonable person. So just stop yourself every single time you think, why are they acting like this? And how come they're not doing this? And da, da, da. every time you think that, stop yourself and think, because they're not. Because they're not. They're just not. They don't think like you. They don't act like you. They're not going to. So stop yourself from thinking that way because they're not going to be like you, right? And the faster that you can get there, the faster that you can understand that, the faster that you're going to be able to help yourself, the faster you're going to stop being a victim, the faster that you're going to start being a victor because you will slay this. You will slay your negotiations. You will slay your life. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zong. No matter what, if you're not for them, then you're against them. You're not going to get that closure. You're still going to end up being public enemy number one. It's not going to feel fair. It's still going to be awful. You're just, you're not going to get that. Are you struggling with a narcissist in your life? Whether it's a family member, a friend, a business partner, a soon-to-be ex, whoever it is, are you ready to shift that power dynamic, but you're just feeling like you cannot win, like everybody is believing their lies, and you're just feeling like there's just no way that you can shift that power dynamic. I've got a brand new masterclass for you. I'm sharing all my secrets and so that you can finally take back your power and break free from this hell emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I've never done this free masterclass before. Go to Break Free From Hell and sign up. Come be with me and get my secrets so that you can finally take back your power and break free. Break free from hell and let's do this.
Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. If something good happens to you, they just can barely bring themselves to be happy for you. So they might say, well, congratulations. So good for you. And then when you say, aren't you happy for me? They'll say, yeah, I said congratulations. And you say, well, you don't seem very happy. And you say, your tone didn't seem very happy. And then they act like you're the one who's crazy. You're reading things into it. You are reading tone. They turn it and shift it onto you. Like you're the one who's absolutely insane. And now we return to today's show. Let's talk about that toxic personality and what to never do when you are dealing with them. You know, and hey, I just want to say something about this. If you have already done some of these things, do not beat yourself up over it. Okay. Wherever you are now is where you can begin, right? Right now is your jumping off point. And it's never too late unless you actually give up. I just want to kind of say, before I get going with this, that if you're sitting there going, oh my God, I already did that. Don't beat yourself up over it. You can always make that ground back up. You know, today is a new day. Okay. So let's talk about this. So the first thing I want you to never do with narcissists is expect them to be loyal to you because they're only loyal to looking out for number one, and that's themselves, not anybody else in the world. And there's a lot of reasons for it. And and I do want to say something else with this. You know, I, a lot of times in my videos, I'll say, you know, this is why they are like that. This is why they look out for number one. This is why they don't have the ability to, you know, have any care, compassion or sympathy or empathy for others. And I've heard some of you say like, oh, you're like defending them. I am not defending them. Let me just make sure that like very clear about that. I'm simply helping you to understand the psyche of the personality so that you can stop beating your head against the brick wall. And if you've watched my videos, you also know that I have said like beating your head against a brick wall would actually be more satisfying because at least the brick wall is not actively trying to manipulate you, gaslight you, and take you down, which is what narcissists try to do, especially if they don't think that you're for them anymore. Because remember with the narcissist, you're either for them or against them. And if you're against them, they see you as public enemy number one, and they want to take you down before you take them down. No matter what they say, even if they have said, I'll always be there for you. I will never let you down. Most of the time when they say those kinds of things, it's future faking. It's not necessarily because they actually feel that way. It's because they want you to come off of whatever it is that you're trying to hold them accountable for. And if you want to know more about future faking, you can definitely check out my video on that topic. Don't expect loyalty, not from a narcissist. All right. So another thing never to do with narcissists is to explain, justify, or overshare. 
And what I mean by that is when you are negotiating with them, when you are emailing with them, when you're texting with them, it's very, very common to want to defend yourself, to want to explain, to want to take everything point by point and go, that's not right. And that's a lie. And how would you say that? And how could you believe that? And how could you say those things, knowing all the things I've done for you? And you want to point out all of your contributions and your accomplishments and all the things that you've done for that person. So for you, don't try to justify, explain, or or overshare because you're not going to get anywhere with that. So I stick with just the facts, ma'am or sir, just respond to the things that you need to respond to. And to the rest of it, you can just say, I deny your allegations. I'm in receipt of your email. I deny your allegations. And here's the one thing that I needed to respond to and leave it at that. I call it tactical responses. Just never explain, justify, or overshare. The next thing never to do is to expect them to change. I mean, I guess there are stories out there of narcissists who have changed and who have really done the inward work that they need to do. And it's just so rare that if you sit around waiting for that, you're going to be disappointed. And they'll probably be taking advantage of you along the way as they do it. So um, especially if you're negotiating with them, you definitely don't want to like be taken in by that because if they act like they've changed, it's probably just a manipulation and a move. Maybe it's a Hoover or a future fake or something like that in order to try to get you to you know, be back into their web of control. So don't expect that. So number four is never expect them to take responsibility for their actions. Not really. I mean, if they need to in order to manipulate you, then they might. But for the most part, it's deny, project, and deflect, you know, lie. They'll do that too. They don't want to have to take responsibility for their actions because then that is less of themselves, right? And they don't have a sense of self. It's already very fragile. So by having to take responsibility, they feel like they're being exposed and they don't want that. And and if you want to know more about what happens when you expose a narcissist, check out my video on that topic too. The next one is never to give them ammunition. In other words, don't do things that make it easy for them to make you a target, you know, like get super emotional, get angry. You know, I was just talking to somebody recently where the wife is bipolar and she wasn't on her meds and she was kicking and hitting the husband and pushing him and doing all of these things to him. And as a response, because he was angry, he like broke a table. Well, now she had something on him, right? And so don't give them ammunition. Never, ever, ever do that. And we still have five more, okay? So number six is never justify or defend their behavior. Don't make excuses for them. Don't allow yourself to go, well, they had a horrible childhood or they're really stressed out at work or whatever it is that's going on with them because it's never a good excuse to be abusive or abusive to somebody, whether it's physical or emotional or whatever, psychological abuse, whatever form of abuse they're inflicting on other people, it's just never okay. 
And there's a lot of people out there who've had just the same kinds of horrible things happen to them and they're not abusive to other people. Never justify or defend their behavior because that, that's not good for you and it's not good for them. And it just enables it. So never do that. Number seven is never get into the mud with them. Once they trigger you, once they, they're trying to goad you, they're goading you to try to get down into the mud with them. And that's not going to get you anywhere. When you're trying to say you're in a lawsuit and they file something and you file something and you're back and forth. And now, you know, the only person who benefits from that are the people who are in the system, lawyers and people like that. Otherwise, you guys don't. You never get anywhere with that. So never get into the mud with them. Instead, create strategy and leverage so that you can come out of this thing unscathed, which is what I teach you. So make sure you follow me because of that. Okay, next is don't ever get sucked in by the Hoover or the love bomb. So when you start to walk away, when you start to create those boundaries and you're saying, okay, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. Now I'm seeing what's going on and I want to get out of this thing or I want to start handling this in a way that's powerful and productive. That's when they might start to hoover you and they might start to love bomb you and they might start to come back. And I do have videos on both of those topics as well if you want to know more about that. But they're going to come back in and start trying to use all of the the charming wiles that they used in order to get you into their little web of control in the first place and never get sucked into that. All right. And the next one is similar, which is never fall for the future fake. When you're, you're trying to get them to be held accountable for something or you're not liking their behavior in some way or they didn't do something they suppo- were supposed to do or they did do something and they start telling you that things are going to be great and everything's going to be different and you'll see and and blah, 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 whatever. That's the future fake and never fall for that. And the last thing never to do with narcissists is never put anything in writing that they could possibly use against you as your lawyer. I have to tell you this, joking, but not joking. I mean, seriously, You have to remember that everything you put your hand to is a potential trial exhibit, whether it's in a business situation or a personal or family law situation. Every text, every email, every social media post is a potential trial exhibit. So if you don't want to potentially see it again in a court of law, then do not hit send and do not hit post, okay? So I'm gonna give you six things to avoid here. And then at the end, I'm gonna give you the number one thing to avoid, okay? So six things to avoid, and then I'm gonna give you the number one thing to absolutely avoid, the mother load of things to avoid, the hairiest thing to avoid of all, all right? Because let me tell you, When you are dealing with narcissists, toxic people, there actually are a number of things to avoid. All right. So I'm going to help you out here for sure. 
There's just so many times that you're, it's like you're dealing with an, a landmine when it comes to narcissists. All right. And I know because I've dealt with them in my personal life as well. And that's why I'm on this mission. I'm on this crusade. I've been recognized as one of the top attorneys in the United States. I've written a couple of best selling books, but I'm here giving you free advice every single day because I want you to have the information in your hands. So if you want that too, go ahead and subscribe and hit that notification bell as well. And by the way, if you're looking for ways to disarm that narcissist, free phrases, free responses, how to respond, you know, you don't know how to put it into emails. You don't know how to put it into text messages. You don't know what to say. I've got those responses for you. Just go to disarm the narc dot com disarmthenarc.com i've got those free phrases for you disarmthenarc.com this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors big and small when we carry them and we bottle them up it can definitely affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get them off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know it's definitely been helpful for me in learning how to deal with past trauma and set boundaries and be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's super convenient because it's all online and flexible. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash negotiate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash negotiate. All right. So number one, don't try to change their mind. Don't try to change their mind. All right. Because you're never going to do that. You know, once they get it in their mind, that they are going to do something, then that's it. You might be able to change their mind in other ways, but if you head on try to change it, they're going to dig their heels in and be super, super stubborn. To change a narcissist's mind, you've got to kind of plant seeds and and sort of let them kind of come to their own conclusions and let them sort of think that it was their idea. You know, you can't head on let them think that you're tra- you're changing their mind because if you do, they'll never ever change it. So, number 1, that's one thing. And I'm working my way up to the the mother load thing to avoid when talking to a narcissist or a negative person. All right, the second thing to avoid is don't ever try to get them to acknowledge anything you ever did for them or, you know, your accomplishments or anything like that, because they're never going to do that. They will never acknowledge that. And by the way, 
If you are negotiating with a narcissist, don't think that early on you are generous and say, and say, you know what? I'm going to give them this thing. You know, I'm going to throw in this thing that I know that they want or I know is something that I'm entitled to, but I'm going to give it to them because then they'll see how generous I am. And then everything's going to get resolved or earlier because they're going to see how nice I am, how generous I am. They don't. They either, number one, think that they're entitled to it. So they just, they're like, no, you're not being generous. That was mine to begin with, or I was entitled to that to begin with. Or number two, they just take it. They basically just throw it to the side and just go, and your point is what? I want more. They don't ever go, yeah, you did this thing or yeah, that's great what you did for them. They just don't. They don't acknowledge you. They don't see what you've done for them. It doesn't become kind of like, you know, this chip that you did early on, this great sort of generosity accomplishment that you got early on. It doesn't happen like that, you know, unfortunately. So don't think that you're going to do that early on and get some kind of goodwill for it. Okay. So that's the second thing. The third thing that you want to avoid when you are talking to a narcissist or a super negative person is thinking that you're going to get closure. A lot of people just want that closure. They want that bow that tied up. Hey, you know, we had a great thing. Let's wish each other well. Let's know that it was all good. And, you know, going forward, Let's be on good terms and all those things. That's what I thought when I was wrapping things up with a person in my life that I had had a business relationship with. I thought that I could do that and leave it all on good terms and have some kind of closure with it, you know, talk it through. It doesn't work that way with narcissists. They just, they're not capable of it. They, no matter what you do, even if they wanted to end the relationship, they still end up taking it personally that you were okay with it, that you're walking away from it. Even if you didn't want to walk away from it, they still end up looking at you as an enemy. No matter what, if you're not for them, then you're against them. You're not going to get that closure. You're still going to end up being public enemy number one. It's not going to feel fair. It's still going to be awful. You're just, you're not going to get that. So don't think that avoid talking to them about that. Avoid thinking that you're going to get that nice little neat bow at the end of that. Just avoid that conversation. Avoid trying to have that closure conversation because you're not going to get the thing that you think that you're going to. And in fact, you end up going to, you're going to end up hurting yourself more than anything because whatever you say or do will end up being used against you no matter what, because 
you know, they will end up, you know, saying and twisting things that you do. Okay. So, which leads me to the next thing, which is don't argue with them because when you argue with them, then you will end up getting into that quicksand with them. And, you know, that's exactly what they want you to do when you argue with them. Now you're getting into the thick of it. And, you know, I remember, you know, some of the narcissists that I've known, they'd be like, yeah, now we're getting into it. Now we're having a conversation. You know, they actually enjoy that. You know, they get off on it. They get a high on it. And you are out of your realm. Because especially if you are, you know, an empath and you think that you are going to get to a resolution, you think that you are covering ground, you think that you are getting to an end point, you are not, you know, they are trying to just keep you spinning your wheels. They're just, you know, yanking your chain, spinning your yarn And it ends up costing you money, costing you time, costing you energy, your mental health, your soul, the whole thing. You are just arguing with them and they're just getting narcissistic supply out of the deal. You're going nowhere. So you just, that is just one of those things that you really need to avoid. And by the way, I've gone through four things so far. I still haven't gotten to the number one thing that you need to avoid, by the way. Okay. These are just other things that you need to avoid. There's still not even the number one thing that you need to avoid. Have you figured out what the number one thing is yet? Haven't even gotten to it yet. These are all just other things that you need to avoid. All right. The next thing that you need to avoid, which is still not the number one thing, but is a fifth thing that you need to avoid is definitely avoid defending yourself. Do not defend yourself. Do not go, I didn't do that. That's not me. Are you kidding me? You think that I did that? What are you saying? I'm not a horrible person with money. I don't steal. I'm not a child molester. I don't do. What are you saying? How can you accuse me of that? You know, those are the kinds of things that narcissists want you to say. I don't beat children. I don't do, you know, I'm not a horrible mother or a deadbeat dad. You know, those are the kinds of things that narcissists want you to say. They want you to get into it with them, right? They want you to say those things because that is where they get you down into it again, right? Arguing with the, they pull you into that quicksand. They pull you into that mud, right? They start going down into it. Oh, you bought a dog that was a designer poodle or a designer this or that. And you're like, what? I got the dog at the pound and can I can prove it? You know, and then there you are defending yourself. Don't go down the path. Don't do it. When you defend yourself, you're agreeing that there is an issue. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is say, I deny. I deny what you're saying. No, there's no merit to what you are saying. You know, there's so much more merit in short, short things. You know, never explain, justify, or overshare. Just the facts. 
Stay strong. Stay strong. You can do it. And by the way, still haven't gotten to number one. Still haven't gotten to number one, which is what I'm going to do right now. Are you ready for number one? The number one thing to avoid when talking to a narcissist or a negative person, the number one thing, which I've kind of alluded to here so far, but I haven't actually come out and said it yet. The number one thing to avoid when talking to a narcissist is do not take their bait. Do not take their bait because they're going to give you a lot of it. They're going to pull it out and they're going to reel you in like that. Like you are some kind of fish on their, like on their hook. And then there you are coming in like that. And like they hooked you like a fish. Okay. And you know, dealing with a narcissist is like getting arrested. Like everything you say or do is going to end up being used against you, right? And you don't want to have to deal with that. And this is whether you're dealing with it in a case, a court case, or any kind of situation. It can be any kind of a negotiation or anything. Now, if you have a narcissist in your world, then you need to stop doing some certain things right now that may be costing you. Costing you what, may you ask? Costing you your sanity, your mental health, costing you money, costing you leverage, costing you things that you might want in your divorce action, costing you all kinds of things, including the life you want and on and on. So you're going to want to stop doing these things right now. And if you're not sure if you're married to a narcissist, then you're going to want to check out my video called, Are You Married to a Narcissist? And I will drop a link to that one below. And if you are in a relationship with a narcissist, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a business partnership, friendship, neighbor, employee, boss, whatever, then you're going to want to stop doing these things right now. So drum roll, please. Number 10. Number 10 is never call them a narcissist. They hate that. Number one, they're never going to see themselves as a narcissist. And number two, then whatever you call them, that's what you're going to become. Because they always end up projecting, gaslighting, manipulating, all of those things that narcissists like to do. And it's just going to get turned around and become that that's what you are. And they're going to say that you have all of those traits and everything that you say. So you're going to end up being the one that's called the narcissist. So don't call them a narcissist. That's number 10. All right. Number nine. Number nine is don't let them cross boundaries that you've set. So if you've listened to some of my other videos or you've listened to my webinars or you've, you've followed me at all, then you know that what, one of the things that I say all the time is that you have to create really definite boundaries when you're dealing with narcissists. Narcissists don't respect boundaries. That's part of their entitlement and their control and all of the things that they're involved with. So if you go ahead and set boundaries, like I'm not going to allow this person into this part of my life, or I'm not going to allow this person to communicate with me in any way other than this particular way, or I'm not going to allow this person to, you know, whatever it is. 
and you've laid down those boundaries. Now, if you let them cross those boundaries, now you're lowering the bar, lowering the bar, and they know exactly how much they have to push next time to get you to blow past those boundaries. Because as soon as you set a boundary, first thing they're going to do is try to blow past that. So you're actually conditioning that narcissist. It's almost like behavior modification uh, tactics. So every time you allow them to blow past that boundary, then they know that that's they, they can just need, need to have a little bit more of a tantrum, have a little bit more of narcissistic rage next time, a little bit angrier, and you'll 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 step back. So once you fix a boundary, you need to stay with it and never let them cross that. Okay, so that's number nine. Number eight is never allow them to disrespect you. This kind of goes hand in hand with the boundaries. I mean, they can do the things that they're going to do. They'll gaslight, manipulate, intimidate, get, get their, gather their flying monkeys on their side, do all the things that narcissists do, pathologically lie. But if you allow them to disrespect you by calling you names and things like that, then again, you are setting that goal, setting that that standard for how far they can go. Um, you know, I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said that no one can um, give you or treat you in any way that you don't give them permission to. And so don't give them permission to. Uh, if, they, if they disrespect you, you can very calmly say to them, I'm not going to have a conversation with you while you're disrespecting me. Or we can speak again later when you've gathered yourself and you're under control and you can speak to me in a way that is respectful. So, and as soon as you say that you're not respecting, you're not being respected, they'll say, well, you're not respecting me. So you can just say, absolutely, I'm respecting you. And that's why I don't think it's, it's productive for us to have a conversation right now or whatever you need to say. But the next one is, Stop letting them disrespect you. All right, number seven is stop expecting them to take responsibility for their actions. They're not going to. That's part of being a narcissist. They're not going to say, oh, you know, I really shouldn't have treated you like that. Or um, you're right, I screwed up at that project. Or I mean, I've had employees like that in my law practice where you know, it's mistake after mistake after mistake. And, you know, it's always someone else's fault some or something else that happened. It's never their fault. Um, and that's what you're going to see with narcissists too. So stop expecting them to take responsibility for their actions. They're not going to. And number six, stop explaining or justifying when you get those emails that's, that are very clearly meant to trigger you, but call you the deadbeat dad or call you the crappy mom or say that you're irresponsible or whatever. I mean, they're, they're trying to bait you. They're trying to goad you. They're trying to inflame you. They're trying to incite you. That's what narcissists do because that's how they get control over you. Once you, you lose control, then they know that they have you. So you know, if you go into this whole thing where you're trying to explain, you're trying to defend, you're trying to justify, you're, you're oversharing all these things, then you're just giving them control. Again, you're handing them control. So stop doing that. Stop explaining. Stop justifying. Stop trying to uh, get them to see what you're trying to say. It, it, it's pointless anyway. And so... Um, just save your energy on that. 
All right, number five. Number five is stop giving them ammunition. Remember that every text, every email, everything that you put in writing will always be used against you if they can. So don't give them ammunition. Don't behave in a way that gives them ammunition. Don't say anything that gives you ammunition. And believe me, I know that what I'm telling you to do right now is almost superhuman. You have to be Superman or Wonder Woman and just have the strength and the discipline to not react. But um, you know, if you need to go and react, go and react outside of the presence of that narcissist. Scream at, you know, when you're in therapy, scream to your best friend, scream to, you know, your pillow, go home and yell, go in the bathroom and cry, you know, um, whatever you need to do, but don't show the narcissist that they've gotten to you. Don't you dare do that. And don't give them any ammunition. All right, number four is don't take anything personally. Remember that the narcissist inside is the scared little hollow chocolate Easter bunny that has absolutely nothing inside, has no ability to have any empathy, any compassion, or any caring for any single person but themselves. It's all about self-preservation for them. It's like as if you have a really bad toothache and when you have a really terrible toothache, all you can feel is that toothache. You don't really understand what 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 impact you might be having on somebody else if you scream at them or you yell at them or whatever. That's what's going on with the narcissist. Everything is manipulated and for their use to make themselves feel better, to give them that narcissistic supply. Don't grab onto it like, like those hitchhiker things that stick onto clothes, whatever they can do to grab onto something to give them narcissistic supply. It's all about them. So you can't ever take it personally it, when they cut you down, when they are nasty to you, when they uh, degrade you, devalue you, it's all about trying to make themselves feel better. It has nothing to do with you and it has nothing to do with your value as a human being. So remember that and never take anything personally. All right, number three, stop expecting them to have empathy, care, concern, or compassion. Stop expecting that. They're not going to give it to you. As I said, they don't have the ability to give it to you. You know, people can only give what they have. And you're seriously expecting blood out of a stone. It's not going to happen. They just don't have the ability to. It's like wishing someone had an arm if they don't. If somebody doesn't have arms, you can't go and tell them to go pick up something off the floor with their hands because they don't have them. So, And that's what you're basically expecting a narcissist to do when you're expecting care, compassion, empathy, or concern. It doesn't exist for them. They don't even understand really what you're saying, to be honest with you. It's like, you know, speaking a different language. They, they understand that other people have that, I think, but they don't have it. So stop expecting it. All right. Number two, don't underestimate them. Don't underestimate how far they will go how far they will go to protect their ego, how far they will go to maintain control, how far they will go to make themselves look good and you look bad. They'll basically do whatever they can get away with. 
So, and even then some, you know, so they'll, they'll do whatever they need to do for their own self-preservation and to make, make it make sure that they're the ones that come out smelling like the rose or looks like they're the ones wearing the white hat versus the black hat or whatever it is um, that they need to do their survival instinct is strong and they've been manipulating since the beginning of time for themselves so you know that whole ten thousand hours to become an expert at something well they've got way more hours than that they are master manipulators so don't underestimate them. Don't give them the benefit of the doubt. They don't deserve it. And don't underestimate how far they'll go. And number one, number one is don't waste your breath, energy, time, mental power, or anything else trying to get them to see the error of their ways. Don't get them, try to get them to see, geez, look what you're doing to the children. They don't care. Look what you're doing to me. They don't care. Look at the impact that you're, you're having on this or that. They don't care. All they care about is self-preservation and survival. So if you sit there and you try to say, you know, look at how much I've done for you. I can't believe you're doing this to me. This doesn't even make any sense. What you're saying doesn't even make any sense. It's not reasonable. Wasting breath, wasting breath, wasting energy, okay? They're not going to see the error of their ways. You can try to point out uh, that they lied in a text message. They, you know, I just recently got an email from someone that said that, you know, they have an email where the person got a text from, or it was a text that they had gotten from some woman they were cheating with, and it specifically said all kinds of sexual things. And yet he stood right there and, and said to her, I'm not cheating. And, and, and she just said she was trying to fight back with him and trying to show, well, that doesn't, you know, waste of time, waste of time, waste of energy. Spend your time on your strategy, spend your time on your communication skills, spend your time. On, on plotting how you're going to get out of this relationship with this person, if you can. Spend your time on something that's productive, like self-care for yourself. I have a whole video on self-care with a narcissist, and I will drop a link to that below. Spend your time on how you're going to outsmart the nar narcissist. I have a video on that, and I'll drop a link to that one below. But don't spend your time trying to get them to see the error of their ways or how they're impacting anyone else. They're not going to see it. And your time is better spent somewhere else, like on you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening.
Hey, Slayers, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast I'm excited about. Creating Confidence, hosted by Heather Monahan, a part of the Yap Media Network. Heather sits down with experts like Gary Vee, Sarah Blakely, and Les Brown to share with you techniques and strategies to create your confidence, pursue your dreams, and leapfrog villains you'll meet along the way. Creating Confidence is about elevating your confidence to the highest level ever and take your business right there with you. Don't believe me? I'm going to share some of the amazing reviews that I've seen on Apple. Here's one. Heather has the perfect gems of wisdom that not only inspire you, but motivate you into action. I recommend it to anyone who wants to elevate their reach and go to that next level. How about that? That's amazing. Here's another one. Heather is so inspiring, and each episode is filled with tips and tricks on how to become more confident and live the life of your dreams. So if you are looking to level up your confidence, check out Creating Confidence now. Subscribe to Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is.